Welcome to the Moving Forward Podcast. We have a special treat for you guys today. Corey Cottrell is back in the house. Say hi, Corey. Hi, Corey. <laughs> hi, Rio. How, how, how have you been? Uh, we haven't spoken in a little while. Um, yeah, man, I've been really good. I mean, obviously, you know, I'm coming on today because everything has gone completely mental. Um, yep. But outside of that, you know, there, there's, there's tons of crazy stuff going on. that's all very, very good for me personally. But you know everything kind of came to a screeching halt in in the last uh, in the last week, just to watch the news. You know, when my wife stops and says, "Hey, we need to watch the news for five hours," like the world has started on fire, right? Because she's never going to do that. So it's been yeah. crazy. It's been crazy. Yeah, so. Talia and I stayed up late watching C-SPAN when it was all going down. Mm-hmm. It was it was almost like some kind of like avant-garde theater because they just kept repeating these same phrases over and over again um but it also was incredibly dramatic at the same time it was almost brechtian or something it was bizarre yeah it really is i actually meant to send this to you i just sent it to to greg like obviously there's the crazy pants uh you know dork balls all the pictures of uh you know the QAnon shaman and all these freaking nerds (laughs) Um, but you know, there's the images of the people with, with handguns and, uh, um, and ties for hostages. Uh, there's, uh, now a video that I just saw this morning of, you know, full specked out paramilitary people running in a line through the whole crowd into the house. Um, and I think, you know, kind of what, what we're here to talk about today, I think is that like, are the worst case scenario predictions that we made and said like this, all this is possible. All of this can fall apart happened the other day and yeah you know and we it need could to get worse of, still too. that's like, exactly that's where i was headed yeah uh, like yeah we, you know yeah yeah i think it is so be- yeah Corey and i decided we were we i think so too we decided we were going to call this episode we were right <laughs> but that's kind of using the royal we yes Corey and i if you go back if you haven't already listened to every single episode that we recorded of this podcast going back over a year uh, we were predicting all of this kind of thing um, the whole time. Everything that Trump did, all the ways that he keeps running roughshod over our institutions, and the fact that it would lead to an insurrection and people calling for civil war and trying to kill Mike Pence and <laughs> Mitch McConnell because they're now part of the deep state, along with Amy Coney Barrett, apparently. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the Well, when you... And we're seeing this in, happen in real time, right? I think Rachel Maddow had on like the guy that wrote uh, uh, the book on on tyranny, uh, you know, twenty lessons for I think it's twenty lessons for a modern age or something like that. And it's basically like this is what this is what it looks like when your uh, country is you know moving towards authoritarianism uh, or or you know, this 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 kind of thing. And and you know we've always kind of been at like six or seven. And it's, you know, anyone, if there's a demagogue who is saying that, you know, they're the only person who can save things, well, that's the thing. If they're lying to you constantly, not only is that bad, but they're actually training you to make sure that you only believe them. Like, that is a very, very insidious, very, very intentional thing, right? So we've seen that. and We called that out a million times. Uh, and then there's, you know, going after the news. I mean, it's not, you know, America isn't special. We're finding this out now, right? Like, the exceptionalism thing's dead because we're just a tin pot dictator away from losing everything. And I mean, these people aren't even that smart, right? That's, I think the biggest thing to me is that we're again being saved by the fact that these people are fucking idiots. And yeah, it, it's incredible from Trump on down. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> that night, as it was going down, I looked up online the legal definition of sedition. 
of course. Mm -hmm. And one of the, there are three things uh, to conspire to overthrow or destroy by force the government of the United States or to level war against them. That's one. To oppose by force the authority of the United States government, to prevent, hinder, or delay by force the execution of any law of the United States. That applies Wait, because they were delay? right. Exactly. That was the whole point. That like, yeah, that, that, I mean, like they, they were calling for and are calling for civil war, but they haven't quite reached that first standard yet. That's a pretty high standard. I mean, that is, that's literally declaring war on your own government, um, which, you know, some individuals are guilty of, <laughs> you can do that with a t-shirt as well as with, as with a tweet. And a lot of those people were saying it on, on parlay. I mean, they were planning, I guess we're going to get into this, but they, they were, they were, they were planning an insurrection in, in open, in the public, on the internet. And, and the FBI is going to be looking at all of that stuff. But anyway, so that second one clearly applies because their goal was to prevent Congress from doing its job. Uh, 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 so that was absolutely hindering or delaying by force the execution of any law of the United States. That's very clearly true. Um, and then this third one is, a, is, is just a knockout. To take, seize, or possess by force any property of the United States contrary to the authority thereof. Boom. Sedition. And you know what the penalty for sedition is? 20 years in prison. Yeah, I mean, well, and the precedent that was set, um, you know, back in the day, there's a bunch of people in Congress and the Senate that should be expelled immediately for exactly for supporting this, yeah. even tacitly, right? And, and, you know, that that's not a thing that hasn't happened before. That's the thing that has totally happened before. Uh, and so the calls, you know, to get, you know, uh, Ted Cruz and that, uh, is that Holly? That little shit stain's name is? Um you know, the calls to get them to to resign or to be removed are, are completely totally valid. I did want to point out, because I know we talk about, you know, Mitt Romney in the in the course of our discussion about the uh, impeachment and his entirely, yeah. uh, uh, you know, his vote that was in, intensely full of integrity. Anyway, if you go watch Holly's speech in the Senate where, you know, he acts like the, the apologetic, psychophantic piece of shit that he is, uh, Mitt Romney sitting behind him. And I swear to Christ, he had laser beams coming out of his eyes. Like I've never, like he was like <laughs> viscerally, like breathe, trying not to breathe heavy, trying to, to remain, you know, Romney calm, whatever, right? And his eyes are just shifting all over the place. Like, yeah, if 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 he was if he was in any way a pugilistic man, that would have gone down very differently. <laughs> I I saw several reporters said that they've never seen Mitt Romney so angry. Yeah. But I mean, here's this is what he said in his first public speech right after it happened that night. I mean, I'm, honestly, I'm surprised that they went back to the Capitol. I'm glad they did because I think that's an important symbol yeah. to show that the insurrectionists had failed. Yep. Absolutely. There, there could have still been a bomb in that place. I mean, the 100%. FBI had gone through and done a sweep, but I mean, we know people had weapons. We know they had semi-automatic guns. We know that they had explosives and that's, you know, tear gas. And I mean, it's, it's really scary stuff. And some of the people in the mob, there are recordings of this are, are, are calling for to kill or kidnap Mike Pence or Mitch McConnell. I mean, they're most mad at the Republicans. And that's the crazy thing about a narcissist like Trump is that he is the least loyal to the people who are most loyal to him. He only respects other so-called strongmen, which is why he actually has more respect for Nancy Pelosi than he does for Mike Pence or for any of his voters. And the fa and, and right after this insurrection failed, he threw them all under the bus. 100%. He threw them all under the bus and said, you are going to be – you are going to face like the 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 the, the law. 
you know, like, yeah. well, you know <laughs> and, and then you that, saw right? these people. On, yes, of course. I know why he did it because it's, he's trying to save his own skin. That's what it's 100%. all about for him. As yeah. soon as it benefits him, yep. he doesn't like, if they had succeeded at it, he would have been singing their praises, but they failed. So he threw him under the bus and the people on parlay saw it. They were saying, I saw, I saw guys on parlay saying like, what the <laughs> yeah. heck? He just threw us all under the bus. Yeah. yeah. No fucking kidding. That's what narcissists do. You dumb fuck. Yeah. Oh, you weren't listening to the moving forward for the whole year because we fucking told you, <laughs> like it, you know, I, yeah. I mean that like the we and we were tracking this pretty closely, but I think Pence. I I believe that Pence had the votes for the Twenty Fifth Amendment and said, if you don't fucking do this right now, we're gonna launch it. Because I mean, it, yeah. like that that's the right. only thing that would stop, and it yeah, stopped in cold. Right. And somebody read it, wrote a speech for him, and it's the like it was a hostage freaking video, and it was the only time he's ever actually gotten through a speech while reading it. Right? Notice the word anytime, bigly. Anytime for his for his entire presidential career, anytime Trump has ever said something that sounded remotely presidential, he was reading off a teleprompter. Hundred percent, and under duress of some kind, pretty much. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yes, it's, it's true. Man, how many times have you laughed? hysterically and where it's like almost kind of like it's like it's not funny but it's all it's either funny or not or just like you want to cry because i mean that well, it kind of makes me think of charlie chaplin's satire the great dictator i mean hitler was also a totally ridiculous person i mean wannabe dictators always are ridiculous people that yeah. you know like the the, the 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 clown and the monster there's a reason so many horror movies are out there about clowns like they are very closely connected in our psyche weird so this is – I don't know if you noticed this, but that that um, criminalfindlaw.com where I got those legal definitions of sedition, okay. the very first paragraph is describing a theoretical or hypothetical example that would qualify as sedition. And you know what it's about? <laughs> Storming the Capitol. <laughs> Literally about that. It oh, is yeah. exactly – that is the example that they <laughs> use for sedition. And, and in this example, it just says that the FBI uncovers that – evidence that they were serious about doing so and charged them with seditious conspiracy oh, but these fuck. people did it yeah i mean so do you think this is the thing like things are so kinetic now that i kind of i can't parse really like i don't have a good beat on what's going to happen like i think the house is going to uh impeach i think it's going to pass easily um, and McConnell's already said he's not going to ha- hold uh, hearings on impeachment until the, the fucking 19th of January because McConnell is a raging sack of dog shit. Um, but, but the funny thing is, even McConnell has turned on Trump, like more so well, than ever before. Oh, yeah, I mean, exactly. Yeah, like even before, even before the Capitol was stormed, he gave a speech to his senators and said, like, basically, don't you dare try to overturn this election. Yeah. Main, his main motivation for doing so was that it would make his party look bad and they had no chance of winning. So it was just bad PR for McConnell and his party. And he's not an idiot, unlike the Trump Republicans. Like he's a, he might be an evil turtle, but he is a, he, he's an evil genius, not an evil clown. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's, he's definitely a political savant. Well, and, and like the, and, the then, Neil- and then after the Capitol and then after the Capitol, he came out even more against it. And which is why, in the end, only six. I mean, honestly, I'm surprised. Only six Republicans in the Senate voted to do it yeah. when, when push came to shove. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's six people, all of whom must be removed from office right away. But still, I mean, as opposed to the House, right, that is 
unbelievable. That is a huge majority. It's not, it's, it's, you know, there's, there's still, you know, dozens of Republicans in the house who did the right thing, you know, but if you, if you ask me like the odds that we're going to be able to get rid of all of those um, traders in the house are pretty low, but the Lincoln project and um, you know, the democratic party ought to go after the six senators like crazy and throw everything at them. They, they, they have stated as much. Um, they're also, uh, they announced today, I think it was their communications director announced today that they're, they're keeping a list of all of the people that worked for the Trump administration. Um, and they'll be basically publishing it and watching for them to be looking for other employment to make sure they're unemployable anywhere, which, you know, it's not, it's not huge, but it's something. And I, I think it's, it's critical, right? Because how you fight this. And then, of course, you know, somebody somebody on Facebook the other day said, oh, you can't stop, you know, a tyrant by kicking them off Twitter. I'm like, actually, that's exactly how you do it. Yeah, that's one part of it anyway. I mean, you know, like he was also kicked off Facebook and Instagram everywhere. uh, Parley was Parley was. Yeah. 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 That was it's a good joke. Um, Parley was uh, kicked off of Google and uh, Apple. Um, And get this. They're like they run on AWS on Amazon servers, and Amazon said they had a day to uh, uh, to get their uh, their policies in order so that they can't incite violence legally on their platform, or they're going to kick them off. So they're, like they're they're not going to have server space now. You can go to like you know I'm a fucking asshole server dot com and and get whatever you want hosted. Uh, so you know yeah, it's just and like watching all the people that are like oh you know it's censorship or whatever. I oh, Jesus. you know. The whole it, and then De- the, Devin Nunes went on Fox and was saying Republicans have nowhere to talk to each other. No, you do. You have every other place, Fox. every other place that we all talk to each other, but we manage not to get kicked off because we don't commit treason. <laughs> I mean, it's the little things. It's the little things. Yeah, it, it's, <laughs> and, it's and, and also, and, and this is just further example of the fact that the Republican Party does not stand up for conservative values anymore because they clearly have. A, you know what their problem isn't with censorship. Their problem is with capitalism because they think that the government should censor private companies and tell private companies what they must publish or cannot publish or whatever. Exactly. You know, and, and Trump wanting to get rid of Section 230 would have exactly the opposite impact that he thinks it would have because he's an idiot who doesn't understand the, the law. Like, I mean, I'm not an expert on the law, but I understand well enough as a layperson that if you were to get rid of Section 230, that would force companies to censor people more because it would make them liable for all the lies they're spreading on their platforms. Yeah, exactly. Like that, the editorial control is something that they've been avoiding for a really, really long time. Like, oh, no, no, we're just a public you know, platform, blah, 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 blah. But I mean, you got a terms of service. So you're already doing that, right? Like you're exerting some editorial control. The, I think the only thing that we can fault Twitter for is not exercising their terms of service ruthlessly and fairly across the board because they haven't. And if they had, Trump would have been kicked off three and a half years ago. Yeah, and so we were right, but we, the royal we, also includes hundreds, actually thousands of books written by hundreds of experts Anyone who over got the close. last five years. Yeah, on both sides of the aisle. I mean, some of the most damning books were from Republicans. I, I mean, I've, I've referenced in detail dozens of books from Republicans on this podcast over the last year. They were all predicting exactly this. I mean, we, it was obvious to everybody who this man was, and I'm sorry I do not buy this lie that the average Trump voter doesn't know any better. I don't think that's true. I think they're fucking monsters. Yeah, I, I, 
I worry about that too. I mean, they're all, you know, completely and totally justified in their own minds, right? Which is, I mean, and this is how it, it's not like we haven't seen this through history. And I keep going back to that, like that this feels insane. And how can this possibly be happening here? But for all the reasons that, you know, we became open to this or whatever, you know, it's happening. This is, this is happening here now. And I, I guess I want to ask you, I was excited to come on here because I'm not the interviewer right now and you can just ask me questions, but like, <laughs> have you, and, and you know, you, you kept going. I'm really glad you did. Like, and so you, I'm sure you've thought about all this stuff. What, what do we do as a society or, or, you know, Biden specifically, like, have you have you come to any you know conclusions or ideas about how we can uh you know move forward past this without just like arresting 40 percent of the country because obviously that probably won't work i've heard yeah yeah um i've given a lot of thought to that and i actually um the the truth of the matter is it's not going to be easy and the reason it's not going to be easy is because donald trump isn't the problem he's he's not I mean, I guess you could say he's a symptom of the problem, but the problem that he's a symptom of is the voters. And that's just the truth. That is the dark truth that a lot of my friends on the left don't want to admit because, you know, regular people always have to be innocent victims to some of them. And I know you're not like that, Corey. I appreciate that. And we're like, but also we're not, we're talking about the alt-right here. Like it shouldn't be that hard. You'd think that it would be easier for progressive Democrats to denounce those assholes. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> Okay, a recent uh, YouGov poll, 47% of registered Republicans supported that specific act of terrorism. They said that 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 violent attack on the Capitol was justified. That's almost half of registered Republicans. Can we at least admit those people are deplorable? Well, yeah, right. So to me, this – and this goes – it does go back to Not just I support Trump. But like they think it was okay no, for know, but, a an yeah. armed mob to storm the Capitol and try to kidnap and murder members. I mean, the entire line of secession was in that building. That is the single greatest act of terrorism in the history of this country. Yeah, I, that's. I mean, political. Yeah, I mean, it is. It's crazy. Well, I but, mean, but, but that's kind of the definition of terrorism, isn't it? That terrorism well, yeah. is. I was like uh, politically motivated violence. Yeah, versus yeah. three thousand people dying. I, I think three thousand people are more important than three replaceable <clears throat> and, politics. But still, a big deal. Oh well, yeah, absolutely. I I see your point, but yes, I, I mean, I think that the reason it's the greatest though is because sedition is actually an even bigger deal than terrorism. Terrorism is just the tool by which they committed a more serious crime. It's just yeah, crazy. It it really is, and like I guess the the biggest thing that I keep coming back to is like, holy fuck, this is real. Right. And, and, you know, we were talking about before coming on the call, like I remember when I was I was back when I did coffee on a dock. Right. It's coffee on the dock. It's the name of the show because I can't name shit for anything. Anyway, so Greg and I were on the right after right after the election. It's actually before the election. And the, uh, you know, Russia, if you're listening, you know, go get our emails, blah, 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 blah. And like we knew he had deals in, in Russia. We knew he had contacts with Russia. We knew Manafort had contacts with Russia, his his campaign manager at the time so greg and i are sitting there like we're not looking at an actual manchurian candidate are we like that's crazy talk right right (laughs) right (laughs) of course we find out that you know is is just categorically true there's like thousands of tons of evidence came out every month after that though was true and then you know he obviously wants to be a demagogue but like he's not he's not gonna like go all the way but then like we weren't even asking that question seriously because we knew that he would like there is nothing there is nothing that this fucking asset won't do. 
and he's trained everyone around him who's left to do it for them. Like, you know, the, the DOD standing down, which they categorically did. He removed the Secretary of Defense just a few weeks ago and put seriously, he put Devin Nunes's fucking aide in as the Secretary of Defense of the United States. What? <laughs> like, you can't make that up. Like, if you were writing a B movie, they would laugh you out of the fucking studio. It's ridiculous. But that's what happened. And then when, you know, there should have been 2,000, like every single cop in uh, uh, in Washington should have been on the street. They had 500 guys out. And those guys let them in. Yeah, that's right. And there, well, some, some of some of the Capitol Police were clearly doing their jobs. True, especially uh, the ones in know. the chambers. Like those people yeah. are legitimate heroes. One, one died, and several were injured. I, I mean, it, it was it was it was really bad. Um, I mean, I can't remember. Were there any BLM riots where a cop was killed? No, they started talking about a cop that got killed in L.A. Turns out it was a freaking proud boy white nationalist who did it, and so they stopped talking about it. Shocker, I know. You know, you know, and and of course, Devin Nudez, and or no, I guess it was Matt Gates who said this that this was actually Antifa, like all those, yeah. like Antifa just put on a bunch of MAGA hats and carried a bunch of Trump flags and Confederate flags into the Capitol in order to make Trump look bad. Matt That's literally Gates. what they're saying. What an asshole! Matt Gates is a spineless piece of shit. Like again, like oh, we're insulting and blah blah blah. I don't give a fuck. That guy is a jackass. And because he's he's so, he's yeah. one of these things where I think it's he's not a super smart person, but I think he's smarter than Trump. And he's making the call like, I'm just going to triple down. And when Trump topples, I'm going to take the army. That's literally what he's going for. Right. <laughs> yeah. And much. the biggest thing I think we have to worry about now is that the Rubicon has been fully crossed. Right. And now, you know, the first person to cross the Rubicon wasn't Caesar. He was just the one who got power. Because he was an actual smart person who saw the holes in the system. The holes in the system are like nine miles wide now. Like if you're not, a, if you're a Russian agent and you didn't have people walk in with all those fucking morons into the Capitol, then you're fired, right? Like how many people got into the Capitol? There's a skiff in the Capitol with literally every piece of sensitive information that the United States has in that building. And for all we know, they had access to it. Like it just yeah. it for all the news is like this is really bad. It's worse. It's much much worse. And and even in the House, where a majority of Republicans, after this act of terrorism and sedition and insurrection, still nevertheless voted to overthrow a free and fair election, even in the House, none of those speeches were anything other than critical of the actual violent mob itself. And yet, forty-seven percent of Republican registered Republican voters are still. Unequivocally pro that, and they're defending it in, uh, among other ways, with their typical whataboutism. Well, you know, like like some of the BLM protests had rights too. Okay, like you know what you sound like, you dumb shit. You sound like you're in court, and the judge asks you, "Did you kill this man?" And you say, "Well, yeah, Your Honor, I killed him." But you know, lots of other people kill people too. And you, you, don't you know, some people from a, the other political party from me off uh, kill people. You know, the judge is going to say, oh, well, gosh, I guess you're innocent then. Go, you're a free man. No, he's going to say, all right, thank you for your confession. Enjoy your time in jail. Yeah. Right? So pointing yeah. to another criminal does not justify criminality. What is wrong with people? It's been working. What is wrong with people? This is so unacceptable. So unacceptable. The scariest thing, dude, is that, like, yeah, like Greg always, he's been, he says all the time, like, oh, my God, this is illegal. I'm like, are they getting arrested for it and put in jail? No. Then it's not fucking illegal anymore. And that there's been that's happened over and over and over again. Right. 
Like if you can get away with it, it's just a suggestion. It's not a rule. And that's know, true. We're, we're, and it looks it looks like you know that that something that the the Trumpkins didn't take into consideration is that when you go after some of the most powerful and many of them very wealthy and all of them very well connected people in the world, when you go after them, you're going to get in trouble. All right. And now the Biden administration is going to be in charge and the Democrats control the Senate and the House. The FBI is already investigating these people and arresting them. They're finding them because they took selfies of themselves in the act. So that guy we just talked to in the court, he also took a selfie of himself with his victim and posted it on Twitter. Yeah. So here, here's my worry about that. The, and I'll send you this video when, uh, when I get off, um, the, the line of paramilitary, like full gear people, they had their faces covered the whole time. Right. So the asshats that all got together for the parlay party. Yeah. They're all going to jail. Like just, are, are we done? Can we be done now? This is, we're done. Can we just please for the love of God, Another guy took a picture of himself and said, I'm in Nancy Pelosi's chair. But it turns out he was actually in the Senate chamber. So he was actually in Mike Pence's chair. (laughs) Maybe if he had just gotten a tour of the Capitol, like a normal person, instead of committing treason, he would have known that. Yeah, right. I mean, these people, I started to say it would be funny if it wasn't terrifying. But no, it is. It's both terrifying and funny. Like a murder clown. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, like I think I think somebody should make up anybody who's listening to this who's right anybody who's good at anybody who's listening to this who's good at Photoshop make a Trump 2024 poster and turn his face into like the clown from it okay because that's who this man is ay 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 I and this is a thing like the the maybe one of the most disturbing images of this whole thing is is Trump and and you know the few shit stains he has left were in a tent watching all like they had a they had a, they had like a little combat spot set up with tvs and all that kind of stuff and they were having a big old party watching it happen right like that's a thing that happened like they you know that it was i mean it's it's clearly a conspiracy of dunces but i mean we now live in a country with the largest nuclear arsenal on earth and yeah. the keys to it are in the hands of a fucking idiot who would absolutely well, and also keep in mind, what yeah, why, why was this mob going after Mike Pence and Mitch McConnell? Because Trump had told these people in tweets and then again at a rally right before he sent them to the Capitol, right? He had told these people that Mike Pence and Mitch McConnell have the power to overturn the election and declare Trump king. And, and they were mad at them. They were mad at Mike Pence and Mitch McConnell for saying they would not do so, right? Yeah. That's yeah, what it's about. I mean, Trump basically tried to get them killed. Yeah, not basically, literally. Yeah, and, and, and in classic Trump style, he said it in a way where he could be like, oh, well, you know, like, I didn't ex- really think they'd do anything about it, you know? Like, I mean, I'm sorry, but people who have positions of power and authority, elites of society, have a moral responsibility to use that power for good, not evil. And they need to understand that the words they say have consequences in society. I mean, the did you see the, the after the Senate finished certifying the results, this um, this preacher, gave, uh, uh, like a like a black preacher, I don't know his name. Um, he came up and gave the final prayer, right? And his prayer was basically like, "God, thank you for reminding us that words matter," and you know, basically like 
you know, that we have a responsibility to herd the flock in a moral way, you know, (laughs) without saying his name, this prayer was basically an indictment of Trump. But before that, senators, especially in the Senate, and, and a lot of them Republicans, were were condemning Trump in the harshest language possible. Mitt Romney said, what happened here today was an insurrection incited by the president of the United States. Those words came out of a Republican senator, the previous Republican nominee for president. What happened here today was an insurrection incited by the president of the United States. That wasn't some partisan Democrat saying that. That was Mitt Romney. Yeah, it doesn't get a lot more clear than that. And I mean, again, like there was two Republicans that read the Mueller report cover to cover. And I like I would literally put all of my money down on that fact um, or just people who read it as a fucking rag and who are amoral pieces of shit. Well, I had that caveat in there. And, you know, Mitt Romney was one of them and it just came and made the only conclusion humanly possible. Of course, you have to abuse this guy. He's a criminal. Not like a little bit, but like an actual provable criminal there's a bunch of people kind of like oh we need to all be you know uh unified now and you know biden needs to come in and not like vilify you know uh, you know all of the his political opponents no play stupid games get stupid prizes in jail right like if you break the law and again it has to be applied equally and this is the thing if you ask any democrat you know if if biden jr or whatever hunter biden if he broke the law should he go to jail yes of fucking course prove it in court and then shut the fuck up that's it that's end of story. We don't give a fuck. It doesn't matter to us because, yeah. like, we are actually about you know law and order. Well, like, that's exactly, just, and that's why ridiculous. That's why we're building up to answering your question about what we can do about it. And the answer is, there's a lot of things we can do about it, but it's going to be really hard. Um, and I and I have to say, Corey, um, like, I just want to like apologize to you for our fight that we had. Because this, you know, like if we needed, if as if we needed more evidence of the fact that it is important for people like you and me who are on the right side of this war for the survival of our republic to be on the same side, we can't afford to be divided. We can't afford to be fighting with each other. Because if we're going to do what needs to be done to save this country, we need every last one of us working together. I I completely agree. I think my favorite example of where you know, this, this worked out Steve Smith on Twitter, reaching out to AOC. And really like, I've been listening to the Lincoln project podcast. Like they're moving. Um, you know, they're basically, they're coming to the table in good faith in a way that is completely believable and trustable, frankly, I think personally. And it's like, yeah, no, like these are the, yeah, because they're real conservatives, right? They, right like, exactly. they, like, there's no, right. there's no reason. There's no reason for an actual conservative to defend anything that Donald Trump has said or done. Right. Well, Period. even like on policy stuff, like they're you know on the the yeah racial exactly stuff, even on right. policy yeah with it, it's a whole thing like like you know you could come in and we can actually have a conversation about it and come up with a deal that is bipartisan that works for everybody as much as humanly possible. Wait, isn't that I saw I think I saw that in a cartoon when I was a kid. Like, is that how that's supposed to work? Yes. So you know I I completely agree. And like the the fundamental thing, and this is you know something we absolutely have to remember all the time is that the other side now, like there are actual opponents in this arena don't give a fuck about you and they don't give a fuck about democracy and they don't give a fuck about human life. And that just, we're watching that happen. And that, that's just, that's real. Like that's the actual fight that we're having. So, you know, like, Oh, you know, we have talks or whatever. No, we have, we have a justice department. That's for real. If you break a law that's on the books, you go to jail. That's it. Yeah. And, and, and I, I do no yeah. favor or, 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 you know, 
any, you know, like, and we have to prove that, right? And if there has to be some, you know, well, there doesn't have to be. If you're a Democrat and you break the law, you're fucked. And we will eat you for breakfast, period, because we have to. Because, you know, we have to rebuild the trust in the system any way yeah, that we somebody can. needs to stand up for the rule of law and the Constitution. And, yeah. you know, um, fortunately, a majority of Republicans in the Senate finally did that. And, and this is how far they had to let it go before they learned their lesson about the dangers of pandering to a bunch of lunatics. Right? You know, something else Romney said that was very powerful, I thought, was, um, you know, the way to help these people – is to tell them the truth. Yes. Yes. I mean, Donald Trump could calm down this mob and stop this attack upon democracy. If he would just stop lying about yeah. this election. hundred percent. And you know, like him doing that costs the Republicans, the Senate, and they know it. Mitch McConnell knows that it's Donald Trump's fault that he is not going well, to be. I mean, Trump admitted it on leader. TV. Yeah, he. It's not. It's not like. It's not like this is hard to surmise. Uh, by the way, uh, Anthony Scaramucci, who was just like trying to win me over uh, by, like anytime, anytime. <laughs> he something was always a funny guy. Like even he is, when he was any, a piece yeah. of shit, he was still funny. Every other tweet of his, like, oh, well, I think that his last one was Trump's got one Scaramucci left because, of course, he was in uh, as press secretary for like eight days or something. It was hilarious. Uh, he just tweeted out they're planning another attack. The president and his conspiracists need to be arrested. Plain and simple. And he knows them. And like, absolutely. So this is the thing. Like, absolutely. This is absolutely going to happen again. And I don't see, especially on Fox News, they weren't covering it all on Fox News. Like, oh, nothing's really happening. Everything is pretty much fine, I guess. You know, and the next day, they're like, it was Antifa. Fuck off. It was Antifa, right? But of course, they're going to do that because they, they can get away with it. And it, like, nobody learned any lessons at all. And, uh, you know, the House is doing whatever the House can do. Fine. They're going to get quashed to the Senate. We all know that until, you know, the, our, our Senate comes in, that could get interesting or whatever. But nothing's changed. The only thing they know now is that the Department of Justice is not going to show up. Uh, DOD is not going to show up. Right. And, and you know, Virginia is going to have to beg a low level guy at the Department of uh, uh, Defense to allow them to come into the Capitol, which, by the way, was illegal for them to do. And they did it anyway. Because the Capitol was under attack, uh-huh. right? Like this is messed yeah, up. No, the no, this, of Virginia. This was this was a bungled coup. This was a bungled coup. All right. Now, you know someone else who made it a powerful statement very quickly. Of course, James Mattis. It's like Trump's own former Secretary of Defense. You know what he had to say about this? Again, this is not a partisan Democrat. This is Trump's own former Secretary of Defense. I mean, at this point, there are more former cabinet members of Trump's who have denounced him and called him a traitor than not. This is what James Mattis had to say. Today's violent assault on our Capitol, an effort to subjugate American democracy by mob rule, was fomented by Mr. Trump. His use of the presidency to destroy trust in our election and to poison our respect for fellow citizens has been enabled by pseudo-political leaders whose names will live in infamy as profiles in cowardice. James Mattis, Trump's own former Secretary of State, or of Defense. What the the heck? uh, How how far does it have to go before that 47% of Republicans start admitting Right, and then well, I mean, Trump has to go. To, Trump. This is the thing. Like, even if he went to jail and it ended, like this, is, I, like I don't know how you do it now, other than like nationalizing Fox News and OAN, right? Because this is this is the thing. It this is on Rush Limbaugh, 
and everyone like him, right? Because if you listen to AM radio or if you listen to, you know, or if you're on Parlay or wherever the fuck, right? Like if you go to where, you know, the, like if you land on Parlay, it's because you're an asshole who likes to, you know, start fights and be a shithead, right? Like Parlay is where dumb fucks go to be dumb fucks. Okay, fine. Which of course is why they're going to get shut down. But that, you know, that becomes an echo chamber, right? Fox News was playing to that and like the business mentality and the fucking whatever, right? Like, like sort of the, the, the starter drug for this weird shit that we're, that we're now under. And that messaging hasn't stopped, right? Like they're like, you know, like Tucker Carlson is like, really, do we need to pay attention to one president? Okay, fine. Tucker Carlson, like forget that your racist ass isn't to blame for this because it is. And so like until we change the, that messaging and that messaging vector, like what's going to change? Nothing, nothing will change. Yeah, so that, that is you know, that scale. Yeah. No, I mean, you're absolutely right. I mean, anybody who was intentionally spreading misinformation in order to rile up this mob, this mob, which is not just the people who happen to attack the Capitol, but the 47% of registered Republicans who are proudly telling pollsters that they support terrorist insurrectionist violence, which, by the way, amusingly, are probably the same people who also will tell you that it was Antifa who did it, in which case I guess they're pro-Antifa now. I mean, there's no logic in this, of course. Right. And the reason there's no logic in it is because they don't believe it themselves. They well, don't no, believe it themselves. I think they do. I, I really do. And they're also the, – the reason why they can say it's Antifa and get away with it is because they were told that we were making up lies about Trump. And so just do that to them. Right? I've seen this a bunch now. Any any time we said, oh, like – you know, They kind of suggest they don't believe it then. They know they want they – Well, they, they like about the Antifa thing, like some of them don't. Right. That, that thing specifically. But like the fact that the government is completely and totally corrupt and only daddy Trump can save us. They fundamentally completely believe that they do. It's the organizing principle around which they're you know throwing their lives away and losing friends and family and 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 right. And like it just then everything else is sort of pursuant to that goal. It's just it's it's about getting power back because. You know, in their 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 whatever the hell, right? They've been told, okay, you're the victim over and over and over again, right? You're the victim. You're the victim. You're the victim. Poor you. You got to get your power back. And there's really no end to the justification for that. Like, of course, you have to go and and get these demons who are eating babies out of the Capitol because you know they're evil, or you know, like your dinosaur fucking Republican friend. They literally call us baby killers. So, of course, you go and kill them in the Capitol, right? If you even remotely believe that, or if you're cynically willing to repeat it on, say, a podcast I have something to do with, am I still mad about that? Yes, I am. But, you know, like that messaging is why we're here. Yeah, no, I I hear you, Corey. I do. I I think some of the people who were attacking the Capitol, um, some of those people who actually physically did that and, 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 and and whatnot, those people, some of them might actually believe all of these lies, right? I, I think that that is a level of mental, like inability. I mean, it's, a, it's a, they're mentally disabled if they believe if they actually believe that, okay? Or the, or psychologically or mentally disturbed individuals, you know, that's the level of, of of insanity you're dealing with there. The vast majority of them know that this election wasn't really stolen. They say it. They say it. You know, the, uh, the American Psychiatric Association's definition of a, a delusion so clearly applies to, to religious beliefs that they had to put in a statement, unless it's a religious belief. 
<laughs> oh, and right. then in, in now, which case we're just saying that to be nice. Oh, and and, and then right. and then and then you know put that in context with uh, you know the American philosopher Daniel Dennett um, has pointed out that it's literally impossible to tell what percentage of self-identified religious people really believe in all the crazy things they say they believe in or are just saying it because you're supposed to say you believe in it because it's a way of signaling that you're part of that tribe or that culture, right? That's what we're going on. That's what that's happening here too. We have no way of knowing how many of these people really believe that the election was stolen, but they know they're supposed to say they believe it because it shows loyalty to Trump. And the, 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 the truth be told is these people are so entitled that we have a system of government where they already have an advantage in the electoral college. They already have an advantage in the Senate, a huge one. They already have an advantage even in the House because of gerrymandering. But that's not enough for them. They have to get their way every time. And if they lose one election, they're willing to throw out the entire democratic experiment. They are not patriots. They are not standing up for democracy. Trump is not protecting the integrity of our election. He is assaulting the integrity of our election. And they are traitors who are trying to overthrow our republic. Okay? And I don't, none of this bullshit. The percent of people who are actually that stupid, if they really are that stupid, then they should not be allowed in civil society. They need to be in a straight jacket in a padded cell if they're really that insane. The rest of them are just yeah. traitors. This is like the, the the fact that it's so many people, right? Um is is freaky. I mean I like I've even met some people in the, you know, I'm doing a lot of work in the the crypto and blockchain space. So and it's like full of contrarians and libertarian weirdos and whatever, right? Like it's sort of par for the course. Um I met a couple of like exceptionally smart people who buy this. And it's just it that scares the shit out of me. I don't think they do. I just don't I, believe they do. It's hard. I, I was the same way, but like it like you watch them long enough, they're like, well, I mean could it be like an act? Because like I, I like I one thing I definitely suffer from is a complete utter lack of guile. Like I don't know how it works. I couldn't pull it off if I wanted to. Like that, you know. Like I I can't do that, right? Like I couldn't sort of put on a show for people just because it would be exhausting and I would screw it up. So maybe they're doing that. Like it's just like it's literally an act to get attention. Mm-hmm. But goddamn, what an act! But the thing is, like this isn't new, right? That you know. The reason why we keep bringing out Nazi Germany is because the same fucking thing happened. Yep. And, you know, and, and that is just in sort of Western culture or whatever. Like, it, look at anywhere where there's been a tin pot dictator who started murdering people. Like, this is thing that happens all the time. And, you know, trying to understand that better, you know, as I know, we all kind of have been. And then it's, just, you know, <laughs> you open up the community. It's like, actually, uh, Tom, Nerds Yang, total awesome dude. You know, after the Trump speech was like, oh, I like this Trump better. And everyone kind of jumped on him. And they should have. Because, like, honestly, one good speech, fuck off. You know, and it was a hostage video. Who gives a shit? But then he said something that, like, I'll just admit right now, triggered the hell out of me. He basically said, you know, what Biden should do is over the first 100 days have a different Trump supporter in to talk about what they need every day. And my initial reaction was, fuck off. Like, why? Right? That just instantaneously combative. But the more I thought of it, he's probably right. Like Tom, we have Tom to, is Tom is a wise man. I understand why that triggered you. It triggers me too. But yeah, it's he Tom is a really a really smart guy. I mean, we're is. smart too. Tom's wise. No, but like, he's, it, he's, he he has wisdom. <laughs> I'm only 36. Yeah. I can't claim it. 
I can't claim I have wisdom yet. I'm, uh, yeah, uh, I, 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 I'm 45, but not that wise. But no, I, I think I just sort of slowly came to the realization that I mean, it's it's talking or shooting, right? So, and and if if I'd made a big deal out of it and said, "Listen, like you were a Trump supporter, cool. Like, come and let's talk." And like, w- what do you need? What are your biggest issues? Like that, it it's actually kind of insidious if you think about it. Like, you just take the 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 air out of the balloon because the whole thing is they've painted Biden and all of us as psychotic communists. Well, we're not, right? Like <laughs> this, yeah. we're working we, on a couple. We Republican, the communist. Yeah, exactly. Everyone believes that. Uh, but even I like, mean, I, I, I am so many steps to the right of the average Trump supporter on economic oh, issues. I don't even know where to begin. Yeah, they, they don't even know where they are on the spectrum or that there is a spectrum. They just were told they're on the right. And so that's what they believe. But uh, up to and including like a couple of the alt-right people that, that I've had the, the, uh, the lovely fortune of talking to. Um, you know what? It comes push to shove on how they're actually operating on projects. I'm more capitalist than they are almost all the time. And it's really weird. Like, it's super weird. Like, no, we can let the market deal with that. And they're like, Rio is fucking laughing in the back of my head right now. But, you know, it's, you know, why invent a rule that's authoritarian when you can just create an incentive? I'm like, oh, fuck. Here we this, Okay. But like that, it happens all the time. And it's super strange. Like, it's really, really strange that, you know, as a guy who is, is, very intently pro social democracy um and you know all that stuff like that there's no reason why a civilized uh, uh, uh extremely wealthy country can't do all the yeah. things to there's, there's absolutely nothing right wing about about the trumpist movement i mean nothing nothing at all just ab- no no i mean like tr- trumpism is basically it's 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 somebody telling you that you have no personal responsibility for your lot in life and that all your yeah. problems are the fault yeah. of somebody else and that you need big government uncle sam to solve your problems for you through authoritarian interventions in the market i mean well, they're not as far he's yeah. not as far left as bernie sanders although they do share the same trade policy right and bernie yeah. sanders is in many ways more conservative than trump because even though he's left to trump he's not you know anti-democratic right exactly. I, <laughs> I mean, I've said this before. Trump is if you took all the worst ideas of the far left and far right and threw them together. None of the good ones. None of the good ones. Yeah, and it's and it's really just about agreement and power. Like and that that that's so interesting. It's always about transference with them too, right? Like whatever whatever they're yelling at other people for being is exactly what they are. Uh, and that you know, yeah, the, he's the, the projector the, in chief. In chief, hundred yeah. percent. And that I mean that you see that any anybody who wears a maga hat it's going to be exactly the same thing like that whatever they themselves are in that moment doing they're going to be blaming antifa for it yeah and i want to make sure we get to the solution because i think that's actually the most interesting part of this conversation but really quickly one last thing one last uh, quotation that i want to share with you guys um i don't know if you saw this Corey, but the wall street journal editorial board called for trump to resign Okay, so now keep in mind, now you, speaking of the actual economic right, all right, the Wall Street Journal, which in my opinion has been way too nice to Trump, that's kind of Agreed. an understatement, over yeah. the last four years. Um, nevertheless, you know, they're not Breitbart, they're not One American News Network, they're not even Fox News. The Wall Street Journal is a source that rich people rely on for information to make important decisions that actually matter in real life about the thing they care most about in this world, which is their money, right? Wall Street Journal can't afford to lie to its audience, right? It's not that the Trump, it's the Trump supporters don't want news. They want 
They want church. They want Trump church. They want their news yeah. to feed them the delusions that they believe in because it makes them feel powerful and important. Well said. The Wall Street Journal Talk, has to tell the truth. Yeah. But you know, like, here's, 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 what, here's what the Wall Street Journal actually wrote. I'm not going to read the whole thing, of course, right? It's an excerpt. So keep in mind, this is like this is this is the equivalent of the New York Times, but on the right. Now, of course, if you ask the average Trump voter, they'll claim that you know the Wall Street Journal is part of the corporate media and they're all out to get Trump, which again sounds really lefty to me, right? You know, they, they don't like corporations all of a sudden. Whatever. Anyway, <clears throat> this was an assault on the constitutional process of transferring power after an election. It was also an assault on the legislature from an executive sworn to uphold the laws of the United States. This goes beyond merely refusing to concede defeat. In our view, it crosses a constitutional line that Mr. Trump hasn't previously crossed. It is impeachable. If Mr. Trump wants to avoid a second impeachment, he would be the first person ever to be impeached twice, his best path would be to take personal responsibility and resign. This would be the cleanest solution since it would immediately turn presidential duties over to Mr. Pence. And it would give Mr. Trump agency, a la Richard Nixon, over his own fate. Now, of course, what Trump did makes Watergate look like a speeding ticket. 100%. Now, like <laughs> here's everybody, the everybody who knows the most about the Nixon uh, uh, problem says exactly the same thing. Like that, it, this is way, 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 way worse. He's done dozens of things that are all worse. Anyway, yeah. now, we, we know an act of grace by Mr. Trump isn't likely. <laughs> In any case, this week has probably finished him as a serious political figure. He has cost Republicans the House, the White House, and now the Senate. Worse, he has betrayed his loyal supporters by lying to them about the election and the ability of Congress and Mr. Pence to overturn it. He has refused to accept the basic bargain of democracy, which is to accept the result, win or lose. It is best for everyone, himself included, if he goes away quietly. He has refused to accept the basic bargain of democracy, which is to accept the result, win or lose. From, you know, that, 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 that lefty the liberal rag. Paper. Yeah, the liberal rag, the Wall Street Journal. Yeah. Uh, in other news, I just flipped over to Twitter for a second. Colin Powell just uh, rescinded his membership to the Republican Party. Yeah, that's good. like, oh. It took that long, okay. But still, like it, you know. I'm a, well. Apparently, like Lisa Murkowski is apparently thinking about doing that too. Like, oh, what now? I mean, good, I guess. But like, uh, like the all the people that didn't see this coming, even Chuck Todd. I was watching Chuck Todd on the day because I was we had to flip over to NBC, and uh, you know he is, in my estimation, a vile access merchant who will platform the dumbest crack whore Republican bullshit that has ever been around because he loves the fact that senators will come on a show. Right. So let me caveat that. That's who Chuck Todd is. Chuck Todd on the actual day had zero fucks left to give. Just none. He's like, how many times have people been telling me that I've been overreacting, that we've been overreacting. We've been telling you guys this was coming for months. Yeah. And like anyone who was looking at any of this, honestly, like we were telling everyone like, yeah, they're going to watch. You don't think they will. Of course they will. And anybody who watches a Trump speech, and I don't think anyone in the Republican, you know, upper echelon ever do anymore, right? Because it's rambling insanity. But if you catch any of it, he's been telegraphing what he was going to do with the election, call it illegal for months, months before the election. We all knew that's exactly how this was going to go. And he was telling everyone, if we don't get what we want, we're going to storm the Capitol. Like, he's been, this is not new. But, you know, let's let, no, let's let 
even even Lindsey Graham, even Lindsey Graham finally let Trump go. Well, did you see the video of the MAGA shits in the airport? Oh Oh, yeah, they were saying this is going to be your life for the this is for the rest of your life. You're going to be harassed by us, and yeah, yeah, exactly. That's who these people are, right? That's that we are talking about a group of people so debased with such low character that out of all the human beings in the world. Donald Trump is the person they've chosen to make their their idol. Yep. That man. Yeah. And the, and if uh, Trump told them tomorrow that they should give up on the entire Republican Party forever, they would. Agreed. It's all about Trump. I mean, honestly, you know, let's and, say, and when 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 the Republican Party set this up a long time ago, like it was it was a Faustian bargain to get lower tax rates a long time ago, right? This isn't new. This is just it like didn't even, it didn't final. even work. Well, in this, <laughs> all right. Well, I mean, tax rates used to be at seventy percent for the high top rate, and now it's like what, like four? I'm, that's a joke. That's um, true. That's true. But they 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 sure as hell didn't really lower tax rates for like you know the middle class. Like, no, they, they were never going to do that. I don't know. That's the thing. Like actually, I've been it's saying, actually yeah, yeah, for for decades, if you're a Republican, you're either rich or stupid, and that's you know. And by stupid, I mean voting against your own best interest, which is like what else? What other definition do you want? But yeah, like it's 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 a thing that's set up and finally it came home to roost. They've been training through media and everything else, right? They've been training people to to be like this. And it was set up. It was pre kind of cooked so that when someone like Trump comes, like he just I think saw, you know, because I call him stupid a lot. And in a lot of ways, he's just blisteringly ignorant. But he saw that as like a TV actor, he could play this demagogic you know, ruler on TV and he would see and on Twitter and he would see the, an instantaneous reaction. And that's really the one thing that he's good at. And that he did because he had zero shame. And so he would just do that. And so saying the worst thing you could possibly say, you know, going after McCain or whatever, he knew that it was going to work and it did. And I mean, this is the, the, the inevitable result we all saw coming. Right. And so like, you know, if the title of this episode is, you know, we were right, it should be comma. And that fucking sucks. <laughs> it's not yeah, it fun right about this at all but it could uh, be so much worse right i mean if imagine has, if trump had gotten reelected i i mean imagine if trump wasn't an idiot right like well, that too but i you know but like if he had been reelected he could continue to do all of this damage to the country and the part and his party for another 4 years oh you know yeah. I mean, and if he had lost the first time he would have done exactly the same thing but it wouldn't have been as bad because he would have looked more like a sore loser, but now he had four years, four years to really ramp up all of this anger and rage using the bully pulpit, the most powerful pedestal in the world. Yeah. But like he well, would have done exactly the same thing. Donald Trump doesn't lose. He doesn't lose anything. Don't you know? If he lost, it must have been stolen from him. Yep. He called states in the primary that he lost rigged. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just what this man does. All right, yeah, now, of it. course, um, Joe, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> no, that, it's just like, it, it's none of this is new, right? And for the people that have had the misfortune of covering this guy since, you know, 2015, we've seen every single one of these cards before, and he just plays them over and over again. The only difference is the stakes keep getting bigger. Honestly, I'm surprised it took this long to erupt in massive political violence. I mean, we've had several acts of attempted acts of terrorism by Trump supporters up until now. We're only going to get more now. We are going to yeah. be dealing with – I mean think about how dangerous it is. We're living in a country where millions of people are part of a pro-terrorism cult, okay? 
like we, we, we've been joking and calling them, you know, the American Taliban, Al Qaeda, <laughs> right? But that's exactly what they are now. We're talking about millions of people who are willing to tell pollsters that they support political terrorism in the name of this Trumpist phenomenon. We are going to see lots of domestic terrorism over the next few years unless the FBI can stop it first. But we're definitely going to see lots of attempts at a bare minimum. And probably more than will be reported about because the press doesn't always find out about it when it's stopped. And for security reasons, the government has caused to try to keep it from coming out because it actually encourages copycats. Well, that and, and that's exactly what happened here, right? Like what what people that are currently finding out that Parler doesn't work and, and you know, getting kicked off Twitter and then and, 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 right? What they're finding out is that the capital is wide open. And I mean, obviously, they're going to have some more protection now. Um, they're probably hiring their own protection now, and I hope they are. Um, and again, like the people that were were in those chambers were truly heroic. Like that, that freaking you know the the lady who got shot, you know, posting her picture all over the place. If you actually go to her her social profiles, like she was a nut bar, like just full QAnon crazy pants, right? Yeah. So absolutely. she was trying. She was you know it, with a gun pointed at her face, breaking through a window and trying to get in. And there were people with guns behind her that wanted to get in and murder people that were elected officials. I mean, honestly, I can't believe more people weren't shot. Really, agreed, agreed. As and, soon as uh, people started coming into the building, they should have opened fire on them. In my, I opinion. mean, that they were they would have been well within the rights to do it. Yes. At that point, you know, the security had to focus on getting all of our elected leaders in in Congress and the Senate to safety and the Vice President to safety right. at that point because the, because the building had been breached. That's probably exactly. why it didn't play out that. Well, yeah, it, I, I mean, yes, you know, when you when you try to commit terrorism, don't be surprised when you get shot. And 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 Trumpkins are making this woman out to be a hero. I know. Yeah. Well, and you know, martyrs, right? Like the details yeah. don't matter. The so, the yeah. Yeah. So so Biden's Biden's speech that he gave right was what a real president sounds like. That's what a real president sounds like that day when he gave a speech. And he said, look, we need unity. What people say matters. I call upon Trump to put an end to this. And then quite some time later, you know, there, he finally released that pre-recorded video. Um, and even in that, he still said, like, I love you. You're very special. I know. What the hell? Well, again, like, I mean, why that, that, that's, that's, that's how a parent talks to a toddler. You're very special. You know? No, that's that's how a like, demagogue. That's how they talk so to the It's so condescending. It's so condescending. And this is this this is being said to people who call us snowflakes. <laughs> Again, transference, right? I mean that it, that's always going to be. You can, you but can like always I, see- I, I, yeah. Before we move, before we move to answering your question, which, like I said, is the most important part of this conversation, I'm really excited to get to that. Um, the uh, I just want to say really quickly, if the contrast between Trump's unpresidential, traitorous, despicable, deplorable rhetoric, and Joe Biden's presidential, pro-democracy, frankly, more conservative rhetoric, in the good sense of the conservative that even Corey would love, right? You know, like, hey, let's not destroy our republic conservative. <laughs> right. That's like, how low yeah. the bar is now. Right. We use small <laughs> d democratic all the time. I think small c conservative is something that we should say. Because like, Absolutely. if you're talking about... You know, like the small C conservative, like, hey, let's conserve, I don't know, checks, notes, democracy. Yeah, I'm here for that. Yeah, exactly. And they don't even qualify for small C. They aren't any kind of conservative. They're radical traitors to this country, period. But like if that contrast between Trump and Biden 
doesn't speak to you and tell you like that that clearly Biden is the is the one who should be president rather than Trump out of those two, right? Whether you're an alt-right shithead or a far left person, if that if your if your preference for policies, you know, if the fact that Joe Biden only supports a public option, which Corey will tell you is a huge deal for progressives, but he doesn't support single payer, if that means that you're gonna go on Twitter and say, oh, he's just as bad as Trump, right? Or maybe Trump's better because he's at least trying to stand up for the little guy in his own way or some crazy bullshit. Fuck you. Like that contrast could not be greater. And Corey and I talked about this in episode 108 and 109 on the real divide. And I think that really gets to the heart of what, what this is, is, is just like the, the real divide in this country is regardless of your political persuasion, whether you're on the right or the left, conservative or progressive or in the middle, regardless of your policy preferences, if you put those policy preferences at a higher priority than the preservation of democracy, if you're willing to tolerate somebody who is destroying democracy in order to get your policies or in order to stick it to somebody who's, who, who doesn't agree with you as much as you would like, you're a horrible person. It's not about or policy. really ignorant. I mean, right? it is. Policy, policy yeah. matters. Policy matters. Okay, go ahead, Corey. Talk no, I think – no, no, no. Like I, I – like, I don't even really like, I don't want to even caveat that much. I just want to, you know, center in and focus on the, the, there is a possibility that people don't understand enough about democracy yet in themselves as an individual to really get how dangerous this is. I mean, obviously that's true. Um, and so like, I, I want to like, and, and again, maybe leading into the solution, like I want to leave that door open, right? Like maybe you don't understand that, uh, and like your name is Crystal Ball, and you don't understand how things, uh, uh, you know, take time to pass through. It's like which is malfeasance of the highest order. Uh, she's become quite disappointed. Anyway, like democracy is hard, right? It's hard. It's slow. It's like frankly really terrible. And there's a lot of reasons why democracy is challenging in this country. The lack of it is catastrophic. Right? <laughs> it's not a thing you can do. You know, and, and again, it's not to say that we won't find some whiz bang super technology, you know, uh, way to do things in the future. We're not there now, right? So any policy that you want, to your point, Rio, if your first instinct or if any instinct is like, oh well, I didn't get what I want this time, so like, fuck it, you know, burn it all down. I mean, a, you've never suffered a second in your life the amount that you would suffer under non-democratic rule. Just go do some fucking research on what it's like in countries that don't have this shitty form of government. That's very hard and annoying and slow. Just go do it. See what it's like. Cause it's not good. Like unilaterally, it is not good. This is not a thing where like, Oh, like this one country is like, no, they're all fucking terrible. Anyway, that's all I have to say about that. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, so I think about this solution to this and it, it because recognizing that we have multiple problems on, on, on hand here. One of them is that clearly it's too easy for presidents who won't abide by gentlemen agreements, uh, democratic norms, right? It's too easy for people like that to run roughshod over our system. So we obviously have to do reforms in order to prevent that from happening in the future. That's one problem. Agreed. Another problem is we have a cultural a cultural problem, a sickness in the culture of America called Trumpism and MAGA. And that's something that we can't um, address legally um, because we have the First Amendment. We can't do what Nazi Germany did and you know outlaw MAGA hats and Trump signs. Um, so that's something that we have to figure out how to solve on a cultural level. 
And then the third one is we need to do some electoral reforms so that these people, these entitled pricks in these pockets of treason around this country, no longer have unfair overrepresentation in our democratic system. Those are my, my three steps, and I, I can break them down in detail. But really quickly, what do you think about all that, Corey? Yeah, I mean, that that's ultimately what needs to happen, right? Like, I think the 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 communications and messaging thing, you know, I, I would love to see a law passed that if you have any kind of use of public space, be that the internet or the public spectrum, you know, the 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 transmission spectrum, that kind of thing. Um, if you lie, you get fined a million dollars a day until you correct it. Or if anyone lies on your air, you get fined a million dollars a day until you correct it. Um, and, you know, th- that's not a simple thing. There has to be an ombudsman, third party there, whatever. Canada does it. It fucking works. Like, it's a, it's a thing, right? Um, yeah, no, I, yet, I, I, think, make- I think, go ahead, Kurt. I, I just really quickly want to come in. I, I think that that actually is a fourth area where we need to address it that I that I left out in my analysis. And you're 100% right. Even, even separable from the culture issue, we obviously need to reform um, our press and our social media and, and so forth as well. Yeah, that's well, I think that's sort of like, yeah. That's going to be tricky, but it is doable. There are reforms. And, and, and you know, Andrew Yang, for example, has a lot of good reforms for the press that would help. Right. Um, so, you know, we'll, 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 uh, we'll see how that works. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, like the, the making it a lot easier to get rid of a president is a thing, you know, passing some laws, like there are clearly some things that, that should be illegal. Like there should be a way to get rid of an actual, you know, uh, a criminal as president. Um, and those should be encoded in, you know, Congress and in the Senate and make it very easy. Because honestly, like make it easy to get rid of a president. I don't give a fuck. Right. Like we, there's other people that can be president. There, no one person matters. Right. They just don't. So, you know, in, in England, they, they do this. It's actually the no confidence votes are pretty easy. They get by. Right. Yeah. They even have some dummies that get in there every once in a while. I mean, their dummies are quite frankly better than our dummies, but eh, it happens. Right. So I think there's just there's some programmatic reforms that can happen. And also, like some of the things like I think they're probably going to end up getting H.R. one passed from 2018 in in the House and then commensurately in the Senate now, which is basically like a giant like democratic reform. Like, oh, you didn't like the Voting Rights Act? Well, now it's nationalized and there's no gerrymandering and 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 right. You don't like democracy. Here's a giant dump truck of democracy to the face. And, you know, I think I think that's actually going to pass. And so this mad rush to hold on to, you know, dwindling power for Republicans and uh, big C conservatives, uh, it needs to be over. It just needs to be over. Like you lost. Just figure out how to be in this country without being a psycho. And then we'll get along together. Yeah. Go hang out with fucking Steve Schmidt and come together with your ideas of what you actually want to do. And let's make a deal. And you'll find us willing if you're not that same week trying to kill our elected officials i mean it's a little bit really absolutely yeah no, okay so to specifically specifically what we need to do and this is probably just part of it and each one of these is a big thing you know that that stupid justice department policy memo that you don't indict a sitting president we need to throw that out and if necessary yeah, you know B- biden um or biden's justice department changing that would help but i think congress um, needs to pass a law that just called something like the president isn't above the law act or something. 
exactly. which would include, among other things, the very clear stipulation that in the case of the uh, the, the president um, being um, you know caused to believe that he's committed a crime, that he shall be indicted, just like any senator is indicted or any member of the House is indicted, and the yeah. vice president can take over the powers until that's been sorted out. We have to make it clear on the books the president isn't above the law. He can be indicted and charged with crimes just like any other American citizen. That's the first thing. Yeah, all day. Yeah, something else we need to do is Trump is forcing us to challenge and clarify p- the pardon powers, right? Like um, we, we, we don't, we've never had a situation where somebody tried to pardon themselves and then, you know, had it challenged in court to find out whether it's legal or not. So we need to, we need that. We need the courts to settle that out and come down on the obvious conclusion that of course you can't pardon yourself. Right. Um, and not only that, but if you pardon co-conspirators in your own crime, that those pardons aren't valid, that needs to be sorted out in the courts um, I'm not, you know, a constitutional or legal scholar, but I have heard experts say that that is not a crazy possibility. But that, that that could be what the courts decide, and hopefully they will make the right decision. So that's going to happen because we are going to pursue Trump and 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 all of his dozens. I mean, I can't remember the names of them. Dozens of co-conspirators of his who were in his campaign and and, and his administration over the years. Um, Manafort, Flynn, et cetera, right? So many of them. They, 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 we simply have to sort that out. That part of the president not being above the law is that he can't pardon himself and his co-conspirators in his own crimes. You want to say anything yeah. about those two before I do the next one? <laughs> I mean, yeah, file those under obvious pants, no bullshit stand, right? Like, like, yeah! like, it, like all the times over the last four years, we're like, wait, that's not a law? Are you kidding me? Make those laws, please. I mean, it's clearly the gentleman's agreement or gentle people's agreement, whatever that's been going on for the last couple hundred years. That's like somehow worked except for that whole civil war problem. And all the other times it didn't just code it in. Well, that, and I think they're going to nuke the filibuster. So that's, that's fun because honestly, Idaho and their senators can go fuck themselves. Yeah. That's really funny, Corey. Cause you know what my very next prescription is pass an, an anti-corruption law, right? That stipulates that everything Trump did that wasn't illegal but should have been, let's actually make them illegal. <laughs> yeah, okay, fair enough. <laughs> All right. I mean, he, he, he basically gave us a laundry list of things of, of that to include in an anti-corruption bill, um, targeting the president, but also, of course, other, other uh, political um, representatives. So that's the, ne- the next thing. And, the, and it is a long list. All right. Now, this is this is the fun part. I don't know. Maybe you know more about this than I do, Corey. I think Congress, if they have the power, should try to strip Trump of the title of president, the historical title of president, so that he does not have it. And that in history books, he should be recorded as a traitor and as a phony, a fraud, not as well. So so yeah. so Biden will be the 45th that. president of the United States. That's interesting. R- removing him from the history books. I think that's interesting. I, that. Well, don't remove him, but just don't call him the president. (laughs) Right, like just, yeah. Well, and and part of what they're trying to do in the Senate with impeachment now, right? Because impeachment might go to, uh, um, you know, into next year. And the reason you do that is to make sure that he can never run again, right? Like, you know, it'll be, it'll be, you'll have to run Don Jr. And that he's, good luck. (laughs) And maybe, and I know they will. They totally will. Which is (laughs) a whole thing. Um, But yeah, like he's going to be removed. so crazy. It is. That's the thing. Like he's got to be removed from having the capacity to run, you know. Otherwise, 
you know, if they keep platforming on Fox or OAN or if he starts his own or whatever, like it just, he's going to keep this going until he actually physically dies. Unless we stop him and just make it completely and totally impossible for him to do it. And then he'll go off to Russia and he'll whine. And he'll say, oh, you know, woe is me. They screwed me over. Blah, 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 blah. And fine. Like, who gives a shit? Please enjoy irrelevance. Yeah. So my understanding is that there's nothing that, um, like in the Constitution or really, um, that, that guarantees a former president a free Secret Service security detail. So in addition to taking away his presidential title, I think that they should just say, no, you don't, you don't get secret service. You just don't get it. You don't deserve it. <laughs> yeah. So I'd like to see that happen. Then of course, of course, um, you know, actually try him, go ahead and indict him. Once he's out of office, he definitely can be indicted. Try him, convict um, him. And that, that will bring up the pardon issue, right? Which will have to be settled in the courts, well, but just follow through with it all. And yeah, all here's the thing. Letitia well. James all. has him dead to rights. The Attorney General of New York State has him dead to rights on uh, a, a number of different uh, cases, not least of which is is financial fraud connected to you know the New York Times yeah. massive article with their whole family, whatever, right? Like that. That's like an open and shut, like you know, shotgun blast to the kneecap lawsuit. It's 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 just sitting there. Not to mention the individual one stuff where he's like a you know. Uh, unindicted co-conspirator in a crime where somebody actually went to jail, right? Like all of that stuff. I never exists. thought, yeah, they're state crimes. You can't. I never, I never thought we would. Have, yeah, of course they are. Yeah, that's right. That's right. State crimes. Should, that's completely right. But I'm saying they should go after him for federal crimes. True, too. And test the theory. Yeah, we have to test the theory. We have to like we we need the courts to rule on this so that we know in the future and hopefully right. they and do the right thing. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, that's, I agree. Absolutely. And I, you know, I never thought we'd have to ask ourselves the question, if the president goes to prison, does he get the Secret Service in there? <laughs> <laughs> That's another reason to think it away from him. For fuck's sake. <laughs> oh, it just, it just... And he's definitely, you know he's going to be in the white power. You know he's going to be in the white power part of it, too. Oh, of course. I mean, the you're... That's... Oh, my gosh. Anyway, so all right. That's all. Then, then move. So the electoral reforms are the next big one that I've actually outlined in detail. But really quickly, segueing in there, you're so right about the press. The problem is, of course, with the with the, the First Amendment, there's there's limits on what we can do, but they're definitely within the bounds of the law. We should do what we can to make it so that it's harder for people to just spread outright misinformation on the internet and uh, really crack down on foreign powers doing it. That's definitely something. They, they you know, it's important to point out. You know, Russia does not have the First Amendment in the United States, so we, we can violate that. their right to free speech. Yeah, we can because they don't have free speech. We can violate their right, like you know, like there's no tomorrow. So that's a no-brainer. Um, on the culture issue, just really quickly, I gotta say, and I, I want to know what you think about this, Corey. But you know, as as everybody knows, what happened in Germany is they actually outlawed the swastika. They they outlawed call you can't call yourself a Nazi. You can't say that the Holocaust never really happened. Which, by the way, as deplorable that is, isn't as bad as what Trump some Trump supporters say, which is wearing those shirts that say six MWE six million wasn't enough, aka yeah. the Holocaust happened, but we want to do it again. <sighs> Finish the job. You yeah, know? like, and you know, it, I was, it, I was, I was talking, I was talking my my uh, my wife Talia, who I know you're a fan of Corey, about this, and we were talking about how they were carrying Confederate flags through the Capitol, right? They were flying yeah. there were about as many Confederate flags as there were Trump flags, right? I, and I, yeah. and we were both looking at each other, and we were thinking, like, 
I am so tired of being told, like, I kind of went along with it for a little while because maybe I don't want to believe this, but I am so fed up with being told that not all Trump supporters are racist. I'm sorry. If you go to a rally and there are people holding Confederate flags and you think anything other than, oh, I guess I must have taken a wrong turn, you're a racist. Period. I, you're not going to get any argument out of me. <laughs> I mean, or, or, I mean, I guess if you meant to go there, then you should say like, gosh, I didn't realize I was getting involved with a bunch of racists. I better rethink I, yeah. this, this, this position that I've been taking. Right. I, well, it I, seems like, like a no brainer to me. Coming down to Florida, it was my sort of first real taste of, of sort of actual out in the open racism that people seem to not be mad at. And like, you know, Canadian me with a microphone as a musician, I just, you know, I don't have a filter when it comes to that stuff. So if you're a racist piece of shit, I'll call you out. If I happen to have a microphone, you happen to be in my bar, fine. And where it got weird is I was watching people who I had come to know and were good friends and, and you know, I trusted yada, 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 who would stand there next to them and do nothing. And I, like, we had talks. Because, like, I am a firm believer in if you see, you know, a table of nine Nazi racist fucks and you're sitting at it, it's a table of ten racist Nazi fucks. I mean, that, yeah, exactly. At a, not, bare minimum, at a bare minimum, they're oh, – yeah, exactly. At a bare minimum, they are okay with racism, which right. I seems it's not to not a deal breaker. That's yeah, racist. Yeah, it seems to, <laughs> seems to me like that is basically the same thing, right? I mean, like, yeah, talk like, about semantics. Like, what's the difference between saying you are racist and saying you're okay with racism? I don't think there is any difference. Thing, I really don't. Yeah, if you're, if you're on a team and the team is full of white nationalist jackasses, infer at will, right? Like, again, like, it's like you're going to bear the so- – to me, personally, you're going to bear the social cost of that instantly and ruthlessly. And I'll never apologize for that. That's like that's that's just the thing that exists. And so you know, deal with it. And that yeah, you know, I, maybe speaks to the culture or whatever. Like, there comes this point where where at a at a at scale, like I I do want to I really do want to hold the door open to have conversations. Right? Obviously, the, our entire podcast was about that. And and obviously, I'm you know equally uh, <laughs> crappy at it when push comes to shove. Right? The 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 intention is a lot easier than the reality of that. Yeah, it's not easy, but we can't afford not to do it no matter how hard it is. That's yeah, I mean it's 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 talking or shooting. And, you know, I'm not going to shoot guns, but I'd really rather nobody get shot because all of this is very not complicated. It yeah, you know, well, unfortunately making it happen in real life is very complicated, but That's that's true. But like like actually if we got the Yeah. Yeah, no, it is. Agreed. It's still interesting, though, and and because this is such a big problem. It is a cultural problem. And, you know, unfortunately, there are pockets. It's it's as if the, you know, Trump supporters are the new Confederacy, all right? It's not a coincidence that they are carrying Confederate flags as they commit a violent act of sedition, because it is a symbol of a violent act of sedition against the United States government. It's the only reason to fly that flag. And so what I would say suggest, here's my cultural prescription, all right? If you haven't already de- decided that the Confederate flag is beyond the pale and that while, of course, just as you have the right to burn the American flag, you have the right to fly the Confederate flag, but if you do it, you are not fit for polite society. You should not be made a principal or a teacher of a school, right? You should not be elected to public office. It is... 
you know, how you feel when you look at a, a swastika tattooed on someone's arm, how you feel about that person is how you should feel about somebody who flies the Confederate flag. And I'll take it a step further. After this, as if it weren't already the case, same thing with those stupid red hats. If somebody's wearing a MAGA hat, you should feel the same way about that as you do about a Confederate flag or a swastika. Period. No excuses. And no, we're not going to outlaw them because we're not Nazi Germany. or We're not Germany. We're not post-Nazi Germany. We can't do that. It's not American. It's not the way we do things. But what we can do is we can make it very clear that if you choose to signal your allegiance to this anti-American treasonous movement of Trumpism, then you are telling us that you are not fit for a position of authority. You are not to be trusted around our children. You are a monster, and you will be treated as such by society. That's the solution. But the problem is because we have it's – as, it's as if instead of the Confederacy being a bunch of states, Trumpism is these pockets, these pockets of treason around the country, including – including districts in California and New York. Yeah. Right? Yep. And so that, you know, what that means is that social power is actually stronger because while yes, you know, within within their own tiny little districts that are majority Trump, they might be able to have some kind of sense of a normal life while proudly flying these symbols of treason, it's still going to be harder because, you know, sometimes those people want to get a job in the city and they should be told no. All right? Now, here's the thing. I understand that sounds like a big deal, but it's actually much less than than what they did in, in Nazi Germany and in a way, or at post Nazi Germany. And I, I think that the Germans kind of got it wrong in a way because by outlawing it, they were kind of able to sweep it under the rug and pretend like it didn't happen and just sort of just just let people without consequences get away with the fact that a majority of Germans supported pure evil. Well, they had to get past it. And one thing Greg brings up a lot is the the South African, you know, the end of apartheid. They they brought all of the old, like super evil, frankly, uh, landowners into the deal and basically kind of made it work. Like they basically drew a line in the sand. And they said, OK, obviously, you know, we're in control now. Everything is, is, is going to be equal, but there aren't going to be any recriminations. And that was extremely difficult. Right on on a societal level, not I mean obviously the, the you know leaders whatever it was a different story, but they 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 knit it back together that way, and so I think there there comes a, a scale at which you can't prosecute this in a useful way, um, and and I definitely think we're well past that. I do think that the Germans actually got it right because if you if you outlaw those things, if you if you encode in your law, these symbols are a symbol of our deepest failure as a people, and we're going to make going back in that direction have consequences well you go to fucking jail for it or you go to court for it right like it 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 is a, the quickest way to embed things like that in the culture and i'll tell you right now like in canada like the whole the whole freedom of speech has an absolute ideology it's not smart like at all it's and it's not the best way to run a society because again like you're allowed to lie on air freedom of speech right yeah, the government can. can't come in and make I, that illegal I, Whereas I hear, in Canada, I hear you, Corey. It is it's okay. And like part part of working together, being on the same side, is we can agree to dis- disagree about things sometimes, and that's fine. You know. Well, and again, if you find a better solution, go ahead. But there's there's countries that are are doing this right now, right? That that do curtail 
certain kinds of, of speech. And again, I, and I think you could find cases where it's imperfect, but where the net benefit is massive. Yeah. No, practi- right? so, practically well, if you can find a better way to do it, but <laughs> no, it does work. Practi- practically speaking, it just can't happen here, you know, unless we repeal. Well, that's, that's your, no, you're probably right. Yeah, that's no, for true. sure. So but like, you know, and, and, and I have to say, I have to say like, you know, I, I get like outlawing MAGA, right. Comparing that to outlawing the swastika, it seems a little extreme, but the Confederate flag I don't think that's I don't think that's a specious comparison. And these are the same groups flying the same symbols. And what happened with Donald Trump, it it wasn't a, a, a kind of a, a I mean it was an attempted coup. It was a bungled attempted coup. This is a big deal. It's not it's not to the level of of not of actual Nazism, but as we as we said, it could get a lot worse. What's going to happen if he's allowed to continue to incite further violence and terrorism around the country? What's going to happen if he's allowed to incite an actual civil war? How far do we let it go before we say it's too late? I mean, heck, even right. Lindsey Graham said, yeah. you know what? Count me out. I'm done. Right? Yeah. All right? It's well, time for everybody to do that. And so all I'm saying is on a cultural level, we should treat those symbols in that way, with disdain and judgment, and as a sign that you are not fit for polite society, you are not fit for a position of power, period. And yeah. we don't, I'm not, notice I'm not saying everybody who voted for Trump, we don't actually know how people voted unless they tell us. Let's make sure that they're so ashamed of it that they don't say it. And sure as heck, don't wear those hats. That's all I'm saying on the cultural level. That, that might sound harsh to some people. It doesn't to me. I just want to throw that out as a caveat. Like if you're listening to this and like, oh my goodness, Rio, that 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 crazy bastard, that sounds harsh. It's not. And I would correlate this with a suggestion and a possibility that there's a, like most people that I talk to these days that are, you know, working in, in, in or around politics, they're Democrats or, you know, Republicans or con- small C conservatives like Rio or whatever, like, like anywhere kind of on this side of the divide. Uh, the vast majority of them think that everything is going to be okay and that this cannot get worse. And they are wrong. Like deeply, wrong. deeply fucking wrong. Like how many times do we have to say it? They, like if you, like a cop died, right? They literally were going to go in and kill members of Congress and senators three days ago. There was a guy Fox in a terrifying was- mask carrying dozens of zip ties who was going yeah. through there looking for Pence or McConnell so that he could kidnap them? Yeah, right. And like carrying a gun on on federal properties of crime, like like, and there was more of them, right? So like, so like many this, crimes. This happened. It, it, yeah, and the whole the whole point to maybe this whole episode is just a, a, a I beg you, understand that this is going to get worse before it gets better. And they're talking about doing like a freaking invasion on the 17th. They've been publicizing that for a long time. So maybe they're going to cancel it or whatever, right? Like we don't really know what's going to happen, but they're going to do something, right? And, you know, we need to be ready for that. And yeah, when and we need to they, back they, the they would try, They would try to do an act of terrorism during Biden's inauguration too, if they can. And yeah, it's going to be in a secure private location virtually. If it was, if it was in person, you can bet your you can bet that this thing that happened at the Capitol would happen over again. And imagine how much worse it would be if it was a clash between a bunch of violent weapon-holding, uh, explosive-carrying Trumpists and Biden supporters, just uh, regular yeah, the people. Only, 100%. The only, the only thing different to what we saw in the 6th and the beginning of The Handmaid's Tale is they brought assault rifles in The Handmaid's Tale. That's it. 
right? And that was a religious takeover of the United States government. Like, and there are people who are planning that as we speak. All right. So, it's real. It's crazy. So, um, yeah. So, no, you're right. It is not too harsh. It is not too harsh because all they have to do, and this is why I really, really think it's not too harsh, Corey. All they have to do to be welcomed back into civil society with open arms is to either own their mistake and apologize for it. And I'm not saying they can't be Republicans. I'm not saying they can't be conservatives. I'm not just a small C conservative. I'm a real conservative. I'm to the right of Trump and his supporters on almost every economic issue imaginable. Okay. I, this isn't about policy. I'm saying Trumpism is, is it should be seen as a symbol of treason. And if that wasn't your intention, then just say, oops, I didn't mean to support a traitor. Sorry about that. My bad. Yeah. Or just bite your tongue and don't tell people you voted for him. Just quietly feel ashamed and don't say it. Don't tell anybody. You know, like you're not going to be canceled. You're not going to lose your job unless you go on Twitter and Facebook and proudly say that you support this insurrectionist act of terrorism. That's all you have to do. Just don't do that. That's all I'm saying. There's a meme out there that that basically is just if you're a Nazi and you show it, you lose your job. It's your fault. (laughs) If you're a Nazi and you show it and you lose your job, it's your fault. If you're Nazi and you show it and you lose your job and your girlfriend and you know it, if you are Nazi and you show it, it's your fault. Yeah. And we don't even have to use the hyperbole of calling it Nazis anymore is what I'm saying. Like, yes, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying they're equivalent, but what I am saying is that seeing that red MAGA hat should make you feel like what has happened. What MAGA has done is bad enough already for it to be considered socially unacceptable beyond the pale. To show that symbol, just as it should be with the Confederate flag, and as it is in most, you know, civilized places, or really, arguably all like, civilized places, right? And this this lasted for four years. So did the Civil War. Go fuck yourselves. Uh, the uh, like ten years from now, somebody's wearing a MAGA hat, and they're like, "No, this is about heritage, not hate." I'm just gonna fucking lose it. <laughs> I'm gonna go crazy, dude. I gotta get back to work on a bunch of stuff, but I'm glad that I said yes to this and we had this talk even though we're basically fucked. Can I convince you to stick for 10 minutes so we can get through the electoral reforms? I mean, I'm a sucker for policy. How about her? <laughs> all right, Corey. Thanks, Ben. I'll make it as fast as possible. So we already talked about the fact that these people, they're entitled. They think that they deserve to have not just, it's not enough to have an advantage in the electoral college and an advantage in the Senate and an advantage in the house. They have to get their way all the time. All right. And so I've got to say, and you're going to love this Corey, right? I have been kind of on the fence about whether to do away with the electoral college. I actually, to be honest, saw the pros and cons of both sides of that argument. And I have to say, the people who are motivated to do it for partisan reasons, because they wanted to make it easier for their party to win or for their policies to pass, that's not compelling to me. But for a purely, but a totally nonpartisan reason, and in fact, a reason that could be good for the Republican Party, in fact, we absolutely have to do away with the Electoral College now. This has made it p- p- clear to me that there, this must happen. Because if we are to defeat these pockets of treason around this country, at a bare minimum, we need to not let their vote count for 10 of mine or yours. Well, in the whole idea, I mean, obviously, I was going to try and make a joke and like pretend like I was all affronted because we have to keep the electoral college, but I couldn't pull that off. Um, <clears throat> I remember talking to, to uh, my wife's best friend's uh, husband. Uh, his name's Charlie. I like the guy, right? But he's like, it's clear that he's in a family of freaking MAGA weirdos. He was trying to tell me, like, as if it made sense that, you know, you the electoral college totally makes sense because you can't have like a house 
on one side get more votes than than a house on the other side. Yeah, what if that house is a, an apartment building the size of a small city and the other house is a, a, an outhouse, right? What you're saying is land gets to vote, not even with normal size, and people don't. And in a democracy, don't people matter more? And it literally, like I watched it, that thought flew across the room and it bounced off his head completely in a way that like, and he's not a stupid person, and it literally just didn't land. It's crazy. So I agree, democracy should be about humans and what the gestalt majority of humans wants. Well, yeah, and exactly, and, and you know, part of the reason that we have you know uh, the Senate and the Electoral College and so forth is because the founders they were worried that small states might feel disenfranchised and therefore they might see democracy as illegitimate, and they wanted to hold the union together. But the thing that this made me realize is it doesn't matter. Because these assholes are still going to see it as illegitimate when they don't get their way anyway. So well fuck said. them. Yep. One man, one vote. And if your side can't win legally, screw you. You know, they're willing to do whatever they can to win legally or otherwise. So I'm saying let's do everything we can legally to defeat them. And we, we, we can't afford to be weak about it. So I'm just saying all, all the fellow conservatives out there who are on the fence about this, like me, you know, understand the pro-electoral college arguments. This is a game changer. It really is. We, need, we are so close to doing away with the Electoral College. We just need a couple more states to sign on to the pact. Let's get it done. I mean, by all means, threaten me with a good time. <laughs> okay. Now, this is an obvious one, um, and we've talked about it in detail before, so we don't have to go into it in a lot of detail now. We do need to start wrapping up. But um, gerrymandering, obviously, right? Andrew Yang and lots of other people have great reforms proposed about how to deal with the problem of gerrymandering. This is another thing that makes it so that the pockets of treason in this country are overrepresented in our government. I'm not saying we should disenfranchise them. They're trying to disenfranchise black people. But I'm saying let's make sure that their vote doesn't count for more than somebody else's. And when, when, the, when, when, when there's these safe red districts, it's bad for the Republican Party. It's bad for the Republican Party because that's the reason why people who disagreed with Trump – couldn't vote against him or felt like they couldn't because they would they knew they would get primaried and then an even more Trump sycophantic person would, be, would replace them. So we need districts that are not partisan. We need to we need to solve the problem of gerrymandering. And you know, this isn't just good for the country. It is actually also good for the party. We need to make sure that the Mitt Romneys win in this battle over the over the soul of the Republican Party. And the way to do that is through some electoral reforms that are currently making sure that the minority, that 47% of Republicans who are pro-terrorism, we need to make sure that they no longer have an unfair advantage over the Mitt Romneys in the party. And that will be result in the Republican Party being stronger and better. It's a good thing for the party. Uh, yeah, completely agreed. Actually, there's anti-gerrymandering uh, uh, language in HR1, if I'm not mistaken, which I'm pretty sure they're actually going to re-release um, as the John Lewis uh, uh, Democratic Reforms Act. Uh, which is cool. Can I say something really weird? <laughs> sure. I, I, I joked uh, a couple of days ago because I was, I was watching uh, Romney's speech live and like yelling at my TV like, holy crap, this is, you know, thank you, right? Yeah. And I said, please, for the love of God, don't make me someday vote for Mitt Romney. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for, for so many reasons. But I was thinking like, I wonder if there's a Democrat who like if they somehow won the primary and it was them versus Mitt Romney. And like Joe Manchin, that fuck. I like I would vote for Mitt Romney, and also like Joe Manchin's probably closer on policy, if you believe that, right? Because I don't believe anything he says about anything. Um, mm -hmm. 
But I think, like, in a presidential contest, I might actually vote for Mitt Romney, who, again, I disagree with a ton on policy, except for his health care plan, uh, the ACA. <coughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, like, he's actually got integrity. You can't fake that. Like, at great political cost to himself, he stands up and says, why don't we tell them the fucking truth like leaders? And, I like, I didn't know that was a thing. Like, I sort of – I, I – kind of still thought that that was kind of just what you did and i certainly didn't think any republicans were capable of it i'll tell you that right now especially under the bush administration we didn't see a whole lot of that but that was just like you know (laughs) demagogic light under dick cheney but it's real like mitt romney's a real deal like you you can't fake that stuff and it's amazing to me so there you go praise to mitt romney yeah, totally. I, I just have uh, two two left really quick, and one that you're going to love, Corey. Are you ready for this? I am. Gun control. W- wait. Hold on. Where are we? Am I, <laughs> am I the awake? Twi- the twilight zone. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, okay. Yeah, I, mean, I, I know. I, don't, I still don't want to go as far as you do. I don't think we should outlaw guns, period. Well, okay, so but yeah. T- I do think – okay, so here's what I think. Here's what I think. We already have laws on the books in most, if not all states, and it should be in all states if it's not already, that felons shouldn't be allowed to buy certain kinds of weapons, right? I think we need to do away with loopholes. We No gun show loopholes, right? Felons absolutely should not be allowed to have weapons, all right? And now I'm going to follow that up with this other thing, okay? Now, this is going to be a little bit more contentious maybe, but I'm going to caveat it by saying – Obviously, lots of things that are currently crimes shouldn't be crimes, okay? If somebody goes to jail for selling weed, right, a nonviolent drug offense, they shouldn't have gone to jail in the first place. It shouldn't be a crime. But there are certain crimes like, I don't know, for example, say, storming the Capitol, right? There are certain crimes crimes where you absolutely should never get back the right to vote, okay? Those those people have lost it forever, forever. As far as I'm concerned, I, I would hesitate to say the forever thing because only because I know some examples of people that that did some genuinely bad things that are working on that kind of reform here in Florida, like 20 years working on this. They're like amazing pillars in society now, and they're trying to get their voting rights back. So, so you know, I I, I wouldn't be as, as as holistically draconian on it, but yeah, I mean that you know th- there should be there should be some consequence for it. As far as the gun control thing, like it just seems like. That in every Democratic bill that we've put forward recently, you know, there's some like, oh, let's get rid of this clip or whatever, which are like stupid. They're all dumb. Like, you know, if you're going to get rid of assault rifles, get rid of them all or you're just doing nothing. Um, but I mean, there's basic, you know, those the rules that they have all over the country. You have to connect them in a national database. Oh, you can't do that. You're tracking. Yeah, we're fucking tracking. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Right. That's all I'm saying. It's like tighten the restrictions and enforce laws we already have. No state. Yeah. Should have any loophole that makes it possible for a felon to get a gun, period, or explosives, right? Any of that stuff. And I think we can agree at a bare minimum, if you committed an act of political terrorism or sedition, (laughs) you should lose your right to vote for the rest of your life, as felons already do in many states. And, and, And prior to this, I would have actually been much more sympathetic to your point, and truth be told, I still am, right? You know, I'm thinking of of uh, um, people like uh, uh, Fred Ramey, you know, um, who yeah, is a right. very reformed person and, and, and all of that. I don't, I think that there are lots of people who currently can't vote 
because we have stupid laws on the books that shouldn't be laws and they were too draconian, blah, blah, blah. But I'm just saying, at a bare minimum, if you commit political terrorism or sedition or treason, um, because we're going to be seeing a lot of domestic terrorism and I want to make sure those people – going to jail isn't enough. If we don't kill them, then we should – you know, if we don't use the death penalty, which ironically these people are probably all pro-death penalty, right? If we don't use that, then at a bare minimum, we should make sure that when they get out again – their right to vote is gone forever because even if like you can earn this it, this isn't that crazy. I, we already have that in many states, and so yeah. I'm just saying. I think you could you could earn it back, but you definitely can't run for office. Check notes ever. All right, I think <laughs> I think I think we I think we found middle ground there. That's fine. I knew that one was going to be a little contentious. Thank you for coming on, Corey. Uh, this was really great. Uh, it was cathartic for me, and I I feel like our conversation about what to do with about it was actually really really productive. And I feel I feel good. Cool. Awesome. Yeah, it was good to talk to you, too, and to everybody in the Moving Forward family. Uh, miss you guys. You guys are awesome. Um, and, you know, the fact that you're still listening to Rio is fucking amazing. You deserve medals. <laughs> well, and and all, and all of my lefty really, guest stars. There yeah. haven't been. Yeah, exactly, right? There, I just haven't. I didn't throw a dig at you the entire show. So I was, like, contractually obliged to throw one. It didn't even really feel good doing it. But it just, you know, it had to, it had to happen. Yeah, socialist anyway. A. Ron Hubbard was the last one who was on before you. So we're getting the perspectives in. <laughs> That's awesome. I, lo- I love that guy. He's super smart, too. He's a lot smarter than me. Actually, most of the people you have on these dates are smarter than me. So good good for that. Yeah, it's all, it's ever, they're, you're selling yourself short. They're all really smart. And I agree about A. Ron. He's a great guy, even if I disagree with him entirely about the subject of socialism. <laughs> all right, Corey, have a good one. Take care. Stay safe. Uh, and as we say, moving forward is our gumbo. Indeed. Thank you very much for listening to the Moving Forward podcast. Rio and I are so excited that the Humanity First movement is moving forward. Something you can do to help is go to movingforwardpod.com, where you can find us on social media, read our blog, and support us on the Patreon. Right, Rio? Right.